welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who did as much prep for this as a high school student does for an essay exam. And, yep. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. What hour is it, Megan? Uh, it's one forty-two on a Sunday. <laughs> it's not even early. This is going to be a gong show. Yeah, it is. Um, what's up? Oh, I'm so tired. It's <laughs> such a boring answer, and I hate it when people say that, but it's just like... Yeah. It's It's been a month for me. It's been quite a month, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. It sure has. Um, we're at Kelsey's house. Mm-hmm. It might sound different than other times we've been at Kelsey's house, because we're not sitting on her creaky kitchen chairs. That's true. And it's a new apartment. It is. There's more windows here. Yeah. <laughs> that so we can see. see. <laughs> yeah, and also the, the, it was the most pleasant experience I've ever had like, going to Kelsey's house because there wasn't some kind of like shady person like looking into car windows out on the street or like um, sitting on the bench in front of the building. Yeah. Like trying to make a cigarette out of like the remnants of the ones in the ashtray. Oh, nice. That's happened before. That's happened before? Yeah. And it didn't take you 45 minutes to get there? No, I was in Southampton Common when uh, I left, and I went to Starbucks, and then I came here, and I was like 15 minutes stops. Amazing. But yeah, so if it sounds different, that's what we're going to blame it on. <laughs> Not our substandard <laughs> recording equipment. <laughs> Which we will talk about later. Yes, we will. Okay. Um. So what are we doing today? We're going to talk about our best friend. <laughs> Our favorite young boy, young adult boy, Yessie Bully RV. Because there's lots to talk about apparently today, all apparently. of a sudden. Apparently. Which you have to fill me in on because I haven't been on Twitter for two days, so. Um, well, we could talk about. Um, the game last night. First. The game last night. He was wonderful. I only watched approximately 12 minutes of the game mm-hmm. because I watched a bit of it and then I saw the Canucks score their goals and I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I was supposed to do the post game for the Oilers rig, so I just did the tweet that was like, we didn't watch because we saw the Canucks score twice, and then we turned it off. Nice. And then they won, so I guess that's what we're doing again next game. There you go. So you watched the game. I did. I watched portions of it, because I had a three-year-old here, which shockingly takes your attention away from the television. What? <laughs> a three-year-old who was wearing Captain America pajamas, I might add. She was, yeah. Although she does point at it and say Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, really. She's super. Uh, she's very super. Um, but from the stuff that I saw, he was crushing it out there. He had so many offensive chances and really, really put a, a spark and a fire into the game. Good. Which is absolutely what the team needs. Because, yeah. oh my god. Sometimes it's like watching paint dry out there. Sometimes. Most times. Most times. This season. And he had three points and he was the number one star at the end. And he was just so happy. He was so happy. I, I watched the highlights afterwards. Because um, in, instead of the lowlights that I expected, there were actually highlights. Because like, <laughs> it was 2 nothing, and then Vancouver scored. And yeah. then... Um, and then I was like, nope, they're going to lose. And so I just turned it off. I was like, I don't need to watch this. And then, so I watched the highlights and yeah, it was good. It was, it was good to see like him contributing the way that he did. Um, yeah. And the pass that he gave to Jujar 
for two jars gold. Oh, like all of us here, we're just like yes, because it's like two faves. Yeah, making magic together was so awesome. Yeah, no, and it's good. And you know what? That's a three-game win streak, and that's awesome. And uh, they're still not gonna make the playoffs, though. I think they're ten points out of the wild card, right? Yeah, and I was I read something. I don't know if it was Yost or somebody yesterday, and like. You know, I could say Yost, and you'd be like, "Rah!" But his food—it doesn't matter what his food takes. He's not wrong with this. I'm pretty sure it was him. So that it's starting to look like it's going to take probably 97 points to make the playoffs in the last 97 or 98. And like, if the Oilers went like 24, six and six, they still wouldn't get there. Which is fun. Like that to would do that yeah. is absurd. For but, any team to do that is absurd. Yeah. So like, and someone said something. I don't know, maybe it was my dad I was talking to. He's like, "Well, I don't know, Columbus won like 19 in a row or something last season." I was like, "Yeah, but they had a goalie who was like consistent." Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if if Cam played well last night. I have no idea. Um, but also they were playing like and I. So I don't know. I, I I don't know. But there were a few times where Cam got played, but it like I'm thinking of the second goal of Vancouver. I'm pretty sure where it was just like no chance, like didn't even get yeah. over to that side of the net. Yeah. But also it was like an all around everyone failing. Yeah, that's just, that was the second goal and that's when I shut it off because like Clefbaum pinched weird and like It was like decade of darkness all over yeah, again. Yeah. Oh man, it was bad. Um it, it feels like um I was kind of waiting for Gene Shorts to like do his his like graphic and like circle the guy who scored, like where all the Oilers are like on the one side of the ice and the guy mm-hmm. on the other side of the ice is the one who scored on that goal and then I was like, Yeah, if that's what's gonna happen, I'm out. Yeah, it was that was really depressing. So I'm not necessarily blaming Tam, 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 Tam Calvin, <laughs> oh my god, for all of that, but it's just like, whew. That is the second best mix-up name you've come up with today. I already forgot the first one, though, was it? It's David Daples. <laughs> David Daples. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, okay, so the other yesy thing I guess we need to talk about mm-hmm. is he said something in an article, it was a, um... It was a Spectre piece, so like. Of course it was. And I didn't read the whole thing. I literally only. I I only listened. I only read like a couple clips or whatever, um, of it or a couple excerpts. But one of the things that he said ultimately was that like, you know, that the team is gonna hire him, um, a tutor. Yeah. Right, an English tutor, and like I know that there's been somebody working with him. Like it's a, a former colleague of mine who's been working with him a little bit. But you know, he obviously was down in, um. Uh, he was down in Bakersfield, didn't have anybody, and then he's in the... And, so, and it's tough because the person who's working with him now, like, she teaches full-time, and so, like, her schedule is not maybe as flexible as it could as, be. Yeah. Or as his is, right? Whereas, like, if, if their practice is over at noon... He can't just pop over. He can't just yeah. pop over, and I think then they also kind of wait until, like, a little bit after the school day is done, too. Yeah. So that the building's a little bit cleared and out and that kind of thing. Yeah, and so that, like, and those, that's what she was saying last time I saw her. Um... But there's all this talk about how the organization is just like failing its, failing its young son by like not offering him. Oh, of course they are. are we surprised. Yeah, no. I that mean, the organization is failing no. to support its people. Well, and it's really interesting because like I remember when Sidney Crosby was a rookie, he lived. I mean, it's and he had to learn English after he moved to the Americas. <laughs> no, but like just just for all of the the leadership and the guidance, like, he lived with Mario Lemieux. Yeah. For two seasons, I believe. Um, before he moved out on his own. And, like, Sid's, like, a different, you Beast, know, different yeah. piece. Like, whenever I think about it, I always think about, like, 
Wyszynski's Crosby impersonation that he does, which is, like, sometimes really bang on, but also, like, the does Sidney Crosby like game that they play? Like, and so, like, it's a different thing, but I always think about that, how, like, the Penguins are like, we have this this person, this talent, and we need to make sure that he's, like, yeah, sheltered and protected and sort of, you know, fostered or whatever. And so I, I find it interesting that the Oilers, by and large, haven't done that. It's not just with Yessie, it's with a bunch of players. Yeah. But they haven't given them that... Well, don't you remember when Hall went on to Spit and Chicklets and talked about how, like, all the Oilers alumni would, like, come and, like, take the kids out partying? Mm-hmm. And it got to the point where it was too much and mm-hmm. certain people had to be told to stay away? Yeah. Like... Yeah. And you're wondering why it was such a shit show for ten years? Yeah. Yeah, where, and, and, like, the, the two of them, like, lived in the condo together for a yeah. while. And then they, like, moved into a house. Yeah. Right? And, like... And never had that, like, that veteran guidance or whatever. Um, which I just find really... But the English thing is interesting because, like, obviously it's tough, right? And I remember reading um, Ryan Whitney's account of when he went over and played in Russia. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, like, sink or swim, ultimately, right, if you don't know the language. But, like, and I, I suppose over time, like, you eventually learn, right? And you, But, like, they weren't hired for their language skills. No. So, like, you can fake it a lot if you need to, mm-hmm. I think. Like if you go somewhere else and you don't have to worry about a job and you don't have to worry about, you know, whatever, like you can fake it for a long time without speaking the language. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, for sure. Right? And Anytime if, you travel anywhere. You can fake it forever if you really have to. Yeah. And sure, you can stay here for quite some time and not speak English. Um, I have a friend from high school whose parents have been here for I don't know how long. Minimum 25 years. And his parents speak barely any English. Mm-hmm. And they've done fine for themselves. Yeah. Right? Like, it doesn't seem to be a big thing. So, like, you can do it. And so, I just found it really interesting that this came out. But, like, what... I, ultimately, what... Um, what Pugliarvi said was, you know, that they, I think the team's going to hire me an English teacher. Or something something along those lines. And, of course, it was translated from Finnish. So, there might be... might have been something a little bit lost in that. And I don't know. Because I'm... Obviously, I'm not a Finnish speaker. Yeah. But... <laughs> There's a lot of discussion today about what like what this organization is doing and how it sort of failed him by not having somebody there. And I guess that was the whole thing with Jokinen. That's why they like ultimately brought him in initially. Oh, that was some speculation to like help pull you over with the transition. But then he spent most of the year like it just uh, whatever. Who knows? Well, there's a lot of like big talk and no finish in <laughs> Euro. Come for that. <laughs> <laughs> Need a sound effect for like <laughs> that's her sound effect. <laughs> and I just don't understand why. Yeah, because clearly when you drafted him, you would know this information that he has very little English. So why wouldn't you have that support from the start for him? Yeah, no kidding. And like at the beginning of the year when they sent him down to Bakersfield, like have somebody there. Yeah, you know. And, it, and, and so I've made a comment on Twitter and responded to, to Darcy, to Woodguy, and I was just like, he does actually have a tutor. And Darcy's sort of curious about, like, how much time they're spending. And, I mean, his, like, yes, his English has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, he was able to, like, put together some sentences last night. <laughs> yeah, as we remember from early in the year, when it was like... I score goals. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, so, like, obviously what, what it's been working. And, I mean, and obviously just being around the team and, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, once you get immersed in it, I think it's hard not to pick some stuff up, yeah. right? Um, but somebody was like, well, shouldn't it be somebody who's, um, who can speak the language, who can help him, you know, think this? And I was like, I teach ESL kids all the time. I don't speak Korean and Arabic. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I don't in Mandarin and yeah I don't speak I, don't, I speak a little bit of French and I know bad words in a whole bunch of languages yeah. but like I don't know I don't know those languages but I can teach English and yeah. I don't need to know those languages to teach the structures in English um, it just takes a little bit more time that's all because <laughs> I know the person that's working with him also worked with Yak mm-hmm. for a while and then if I remember correctly um, because of the work that she had done with him when his sister was in high school, they sent her to that high school where oh, this person taught. Okay, right. I did hear that as well. Yeah. I know someone else who worked there. Yeah, and, and so, taught his sister. Yeah, uh, yeah. A friend of mine taught mm-hmm. taught her as well. Um, she's apparently a very good student, but mm-hmm. she was also a little bit younger, and so like she was able to pick up on the language a little bit better. Because I know when Yak was playing in Sarnia or wherever it was that he played for junior, like he was the only Russian, right? And yeah. So, That's very tough. Because they have all those rules about imports and whatnot, and so like he couldn't, like there was no one for him to to like talk to and kind of learn from or whatever but I just I don't know the whole thing is just really interesting and yeah people are just like oh shouldn't it be someone who's like you know bilingual and Finnish and I was like yeah that'd be ideal but like where the fuck are you gonna find that yeah and how much you know how much can you reasonably expect somebody who probably has another job or whatever mm-hmm. to give up their time to teach a hockey player English oh my god Megan did we just discover a new career for ourselves yes I was, oh, thinking, I was 100% thinking the very same thing okay, on the way over Okay, let's here. put a corporation together immediately. Yes, we should. Look <laughs> at all these ideas. This is why we just need to run that organization in general. Like, forget a business opportunity. Let's just yeah. be the bosses. Like, oh, you speak Finnish? Cool. You don't speak any English? Awesome. We'll mm-hmm. figure something out for you. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure that you can learn. That's what I find so funny about sports organizations, because yes, they are corporations. Mm-hmm. But they also rely on, as other corporations do, the success, either personal or collective, of their employees. Mm-hmm. How can you not support your employees? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I know. like we, And I think that part of that, like when we look at those things and we look at like corporate culture or whatever, like we don't think of those things as corporations. Mm-hmm. Like people but don't, they are. People don't yeah. think of sports teams as corporations. They just don't, right? But like, yeah, how do you not foster an environment where all of your employees are set up to succeed Mm -hmm. so that your corporation can succeed. Succeed, totally, yeah. Right? I don't... But yeah, yeah. so anyway, who knows? But so, I don't know, whatever. People are just, like, losing their minds and getting angry that people care about whether or not Yessie has... um, People are angry? Oh, yeah. People caring that Yessie can speak English? Yeah. How so? Yeah. Um, Well, just because, like... um, just, you know, they're they're just annoyed that, like, well, why do you care so much? And, you know, someone's like, why is this of any importance to you? It doesn't matter how much time you spent learning English. It's none of your business. It's his personal life. As fans, we don't need to dig into stuff like this. It's between the player and the organization. I'm like, yeah, sure, it's his personal life, but he fucking said it in an interview. And it's out there now, right? Like, it's, you know, so that... There, That's a weird that. tone to take about this issue. Yeah. Like, because the way I see it, this is pure curiosity. I don't think there's anything about that that was, like... No judgmental no i just i I he was just like stating facts yeah are they trying to be like oh i could see the angle that they were like well you can't blame him because he hasn't been supported is that kind of maybe but then also other people were just like but then other people earlier were like well why wouldn't he have taken it on um taking the initiative on himself to like learn english i'm like why should he have to because he's a young he's a young he's a child (laughs) he's a young boy well, and, and it was funny, too, because the first thought that I had when I re- figured out that his English was so poor, I was like, that's really interesting, because I always thought that, like, in school, Finnish kids learned English, and they do, but then, 
I did a little bit more reading about him, and he lived, he grew up, like, in northern Finland, mm-hmm. instead of closer to, like, bigger population centers, and then he moved away to go play hockey when he was, like, 13, he was on his own, and so I, whatever schooling he was getting, I have no idea, yeah. but he was play, playing, like, men's hockey for two years before he got drafted, and so, like, I can't Wasn't imagine. he in the Swedish league? But, but he's, you know, so he's no, not. No, but yeah, that's part of it, right? Because I don't think yeah. at any point English would be the primary yeah. Goal. I know in Norway, it's essentially bilingual. But that's in the big centers. Yeah, know. and that, I think, part of it, just because of where you grew up or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. It's no different from um, someone who grew up in, you know, in, like, northern Alberta in a French community. Yeah. Not really having a good command of English until they move, you know, to the city or whatever, move to Grand Prairie or whatever. Like, you know, my, my dad, I remember, used to do business with a guy who lived up by Nampa. Um, north of Peace River. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, his English was fine, ultimately, when it came down to it, but, like, um, you know, they spoke French at home, and their kids spoke French at home, and their grandkids spoke French at home, and, you know, like, it's just part of part of that world, I guess, and so... And I think, too, he's been in the league, what, two years? It's second year, yeah. It's his second year. So imagine that you had a job interview... For a corporation in a country that you don't live in or work in, and you expect that if you were put into that position in two years, you would be fully fluent mm-hmm. as, like, an adult. Because mm-hmm. language acquisition as an adult is hard. It's very hard. And it's time intensive. Yeah. Um, like, I know for myself, when I was working at another school, we had a, a French immersion program there, and I most of my friends at the school were... Like French language teachers, and so I would eat a lot of my lunches in the French language office, like in the languages office, and I, they didn't know that I knew French as well as I did until I laughed at a joke one day, and then, <laughs> and then I'd like, I like it was like six months in, and I had like given up the ruse, and I was like, God, God damn it! And so then the like department head of the second languages, he would only ever speak to me in French, and I like obstinately refused to answer in French, so I would only answer in English. That's super funny. Um, <laughs> Which I think is, and I still do it now. Now it's kind of a joke. Um, I like we'll have entire conversations in two languages because like I and I don't understand everything that he says because there's expressions that I don't get because I'm not immersed in it. But you can pick up. I know what's being said, right? But like even that, and just sitting there and listening and listening and listening was actually very helpful to me. Yeah. Um, because I just, and I learned, because one of the girls, like, her, her mom and grandma are from Belgium. Yeah. And so their French is a little bit different. And then there's, like, the Quebecois French. And then there's, like, the, the people who learned, like, immersion French. So it's, like, that academic, almost scholarly French. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, one of the girls, she was dating a guy from New Brunswick, a Francophone guy from New Brunswick. And so she had this, like, weird, like, Acadian French. And some of the expressions and, and the accent and stuff were, were really interesting. And so, like, I picked up a lot, but I sat and listened to... French conversation pretty much daily for almost an hour mm-hmm. and didn't say a word just to like you know just to hear it just to hear it and I find that funny too how people are so judgmental of him because if he couldn't speak a damn lick of it yeah do you think he would be able to function on the ice no. as well as he is in all the changing lineups that he gets and understand <laughs> what the coach is telling him all the time like no way no way. Well, and I know that, like, um, uh, I know that the, the lady that's working with him, the fir- one of the first things that she did was teach him 
the English hockey terms. Yeah. Because she figured at the very, very least, that's the thing that he needs to he know. needs to know right away is some of the, that hockey terminology. Mm-hmm. So that when he hears it, right, just you know, and just even and in the, the, the it's like simple things like matching up like offsides. With the hand signal, because like, you know what it is, because the hand signals are the same. Yeah. But so he knows what it is in Finnish, and so she started with that, and then I don't know, and I don't know how often they work together. I have no idea about those things, but he has somebody, and maybe maybe what he meant was that they're you know looking to get someone who's full time, who not maybe not full time, but someone whose schedule is a little bit more flexible. Yeah. So that, like when they have an off day or what, like it's not a wait, they don't have to wait till five o'clock at night. Yeah. Or whatever. I just it's just such an interesting thing that people are so fascinated by it. Cause like I always wonder, I often wonder about guys like, like Jeremy Yager. I mean, he's been playing hockey in North America, except for those years in the KHL for like twenty five years. Yeah. And his English is like, okay. And then there's Nick Lidstrom, who you can hear him talk. And you can hear a little bit of an accent. Just a but the tiniest yeah. bit. Yeah. The tiny and sometimes it's hard to yeah. hear. Yeah. And now that he's back in Sweden, like it's a little bit more pronounced. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when he's. When, uh, when when he was here, yeah, and playing in Detroit, like, you could listen to him. Like, and, like incredibly If you closed your eyes, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, that's definitely a Swedish person. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's such a difference. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what people are head up about. Who the hell knows? But, like, the Oilers are on a three-game win streak, and we're worried about whether or not Jesse Pugliarvi, who scored three points last night and had, like, a great game, can speak English. Well, didn't you hear? He's Edmonton's new son. Oh, is he? He's a proud son of Edmonton. Oh, that poor child. <laughs> I'm so sorry, kiddo. Save him. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> I, I just said to someone in our... In like a, I said to someone, I think it was Alex and Avery I was talking to last night, and I was just like, I hope they trade him before he starts to hate it here. Oh, my gosh. I'm... So, like, next season. Because, <laughs> you know, that's exactly what's going to happen. But it was so sad, because um, they were showing what players had done over the bye week during the broadcast. Mm-hmm. I think it was Scott Oak or somebody. So they were showing, like... How Darnell like went to go watch his sister play basketball because he's never actually seen her watch, seen her play live. because yeah. their seasons are at the same time. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And then like how like Connor and Talbot and them and Cassian and Maroon they went on a, like a couple's trip to Cabo, and then they talked about Yessi and they said Yessi didn't know where to go. Yeah. So he just stayed here. Yeah. And like a friend came. Yeah, I know. From Finland. And I was just like, I'll be your friend, Yessie. I know. <laughs> if you want to hang, I'll hang. Yeah, no kidding, hey. Like, you just... just... call me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe text, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's... calling won't be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so bad for him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and but then there was, like, those pictures of him, like, on the, uh, on the outdoor rinks with his kids. Like, I think that's so great. He's so pure. He really is. He's so pure. And I, I said that yesterday, I tweeted that last night, and I was just like, man, because I saw the highlights, and I saw, like, his enthusiasm or whatever. There was that one goal that he scored where he was just, like, so, like, he was, like, so excited or whatever, and it reminded me of those, like, that those, like, meme faces or whatever. Yes, when the guy's like, with the lips. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. <laughs> and it was amazing. And, um, But I was just like, oh, man, I hope that he never loses his enthusiasm. I know. For the sport. He's and if he ever like whatever. does like a you know if he ever slides on his knees after a goal I hope that people don't like pillory him for it because like he's just he just loves hockey so much he super does and I oh we need more of that in this fucking organization yeah instead of guys that are like beaten down and resigned to their fate so us is that who you're talking about yes <laughs> um oh Jess just sent me a great question oh fuck 
She sent you it? Yeah, I didn't okay. think about it for a while. Um, and I'm still not going to be able to come up with an answer, probably. I didn't as appreciate as much as you did. Because you put into the question request pictures of Adam Driver. <laughs> and then I had to look at all those pictures of Adam Driver that everybody sent. Oh, man. <laughs> and I don't have a thing for Adam Driver. I apparently do. That's I don't know man. how that happened. I do not know how that happened. <laughs> it's like one of those really odd and unexpected sort of things where you're like, oh. That's who I am now. Okay, cool. <laughs> this is part of me. Yep. I'm not going to get rid of it. Um... Also, apparently the Oilers hired Paul Coffey. I don't understand why. I don't either. And then you showed... He's like assistance co- I don't know. Whatever. Skill development or something like that? Yeah, he's a skill development coach, and I don't know what that means. So, uh, but then you tweeted how someone, shockingly, had a nice... Six hours! In six hours. And if that's someone, if you're wondering, it's our good old buddy, David Daples. <laughs> <laughs> So he said at 3.32 p.m. yesterday, Paul Coffey, an interesting hire, a smart man, free thinker, not afraid to go against the grain. Also, where are you getting that from? Been coaching for years in top youth leagues. What's IIRC? If I recall. If I recall. Okay. Correctly. Correctly. And then at 9 p.m. last night, Kiprio said he can do whatever he wants. He's Paul Coffey, for God's sakes. And then our friend David Staples said... In all due respect, not sure how this is a proper managing or coaching structure would or should work, as much as I admire Paul Coffey as a player. So. It's a good hire, but he shouldn't be given free reign, maybe, is what he's trying to say. But then he also said, not afraid to go against the grain in his pump-up tweet of him. I don't fucking get you, David Staples, at all. Does David Staples... Let's play a game. Is David Staples? <laughs> yeah, is David Staples like? <laughs> no, I just, like, because I read something else that he had said about someone, someone that, it was, like, one of the funniest things that I've seen in a very long time, to be perfectly honest. Um, it was about that Professor Jordan Peterson being denied the opportunity yeah. to speak at the Citadel, and the Citadel's like, hey, didn't, we just decided not to accept his application. Mm-hmm. And Staples seems to be under the impression that, like, it's a government the Citadel's like a government agency, ultimately. What? And, like, sure, they get, they get like, arts grants, grants and stuff, but it's not government-funded. Because if it was government-funded, it wouldn't have so much fucking tickets. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. And someone just sort of was like, do you, like, get off on this? On, on like, this sort of pedantry? And I think he must. But I also wonder, like, does he think before he tweets? Oh, no. Megan. <laughs> like, no. because, like... Anyone with any kind of, like, self-awareness at all would understand that, like, you can't tweet those those things six hours apart and not expect that someone's going to be like, wait a second. Wait a minute. I don't. Wait, I also thought that you were blocked. Or that you I was. blocked him. I... Yeah. Maybe there weren't that he could talk down to anymore. Well, he can't talk down to me. I'm smarter than him. <laughs> Okay, come on. I do agree with that. You can't you can't talk down to someone who's smarter than you. I mean, you can you try. You sure can try. You, you can sure try, can but try. you can't do it. So, um, I just don't get him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like, but that that was really interesting to me. I don't know about this Paul Coffee thing. We'll see what happens. It's just like whatever. Okay. Um, which I got sent a question from my buddy Dan at work, and then I'll address this later. But like, it's just uh, more old Oilers. Yari Curry, he can teach Finnish to Yessie. why are they only... This is what I don't understand. And this is what makes me super angry. Is because it's like that... It's that play the game 
perspective, yeah. right? As if the only person who can have esper- expertise in mm-hmm. it is someone who played in the NHL and won with the Oilers in the 80s. But, like, it was such a different game. Yes, it is so not the same sport. And, like... It is not. No, it's not. Like, it's funny. Like, you watch half of Gretzky's goals, and the goalie isn't even in the fucking net. Okay? I said it. (laughs) I mean, I'm 100% on your side on that one, because Yari Curry was always my favorite, and so, like, when Gretzky got traded, I was like, hmm, shrug. Like, it didn't really matter to me. Um, it, It honestly didn't, and so, like... I responded to that to a question that someone had asked about, like, best weather of all time. And I was like, Gary Curry, obviously. And they were like, I hope you're just trolling. I was like, why would you ask the question if you don't want to answer something Wayne Gretzky? Like, why are you an idiot? Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, fine, Doug, wait. Like, <laughs> if you want to throw it down. Um, but it was interesting because, like, I think it might have been on Puck Soup. I'm, it was either Puck Soup or Biscuits because it was definitely Lozo talking about it. And he was talking about goalies and he was just talking about, like, the saves the goalies used to make on, like, some of those great goals, but, like, Gretzky, and he's, like, honestly, he's, like, it's because the goalies couldn't move. Like, they were, you know, they would just, like, they just flail. stand there. They would just, like, flail, and the, the guy would literally, like, lift the puck over the pad, and it yeah. would go in the net. And so, like, yeah, I, I mean, goalies are better now. Players 100%. are better now. There's a way higher skill set on both sides. Yeah. But there's no denying that someone like Wayne Gretzky was incredibly talented. Oh, I'm not like, denying that yeah. whatsoever. But you're right. But I'm right in that it is not the same game no. today. And I really don't know, as skill development, mm-hmm. what does Paul Coffey know? The only thing that, well, the thing that I think, can think of for Paul Coffey is, you should, and you should find some of his highlights, he was a phenomenal skater. Of course he was. Don't we already have a skating coach? A yes. figure skater? Uh-huh. But, like, but as a defenseman and being that good of a skater, that could be potentially... Helpful for the defense. For the, for the defense, and possibly uh, a left wing anchor or two. Um, mm-hmm. To learn how to do some back checking. But, uh, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so I'm not sure. It sort of sounds, and I saw some people talking about it yesterday, like Ryan Batty and some guys were talking about, like, how perhaps it's the beginning of, like, an internal audit. To, you know what I mean? Like, to have somebody looking at. Rather than saying he's going to be a penalty kill coach or or a power play, he's like a skill development coach. And so perhaps it's looking at some systems and there might be, he might be like a conduit outside of the coaching staff. But yeah, so like, I don't know, maybe he's set up to be sort of a like, not quite an external voice because he's clearly not. No. But he's not part of that original like coaching hires. But this is the question. Who's who's the one making this call to hire Paul? Um, is it Kevin? No, it's a Chirelli and Tom McClellan thing apparently because there was a bit of a press conference this morning and they announced it and Chirelli said like it's weird, it, you know, it's it's kind of complicated to bring in another coach that doesn't have like a specifically defined role. Like you're not right. bringing in someone to be like an assistant coach on the bench or a goalie coach yeah. or whatever. Um, but that Todd's fully on board. But at the same time... Okay, you know maybe Todd's not fully on board, but what's he gonna say, right? Like yeah, and this is my problem about the whole thing because if it's coming from one of the people like Low or one of those guys, yeah. right? They could be like, mm-hmm. this is what we need. Let's look for someone mm-hmm. who can assist us with this need. Let's talk to other people. Let's interview. It's more like, mm, maybe my buddy Paul could do that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not how you get the best talent. And that's all that nepotism bullshit around this team mm-hmm. drives me insane. Mm-hmm. The well, ones in Oiler, always in Oiler, needs to fucking die. Just imagine 
Well, and it was interesting. Biscuits last week, and they were talking about traditions and teams and stuff. And I can't remember how they got on. And they were talking about the Habs and how like the Habs do the. the well, they were talking about dressing room slogans. Okay, is what they were talking because the Leafs, I guess, changed theirs and it's dope. Um, but, always dope. But the Habs have a line from In Flanders Fields as theirs. That's lovely. And theirs is uh, the line that they have is like, "To you from failing hands, we throw the torch." That's beautiful. And so every time there's something going on, where there's like a passing of the torch, it's part of yeah that culture and so so they were talking about this idea that like you know in the the canadians organization say what you will want about you know the french gm thing and french coach and all this kind of bullshit there are some things that they do that are continue and sort of like congruous with organizational beliefs and it's it's beyond and management yeah. and, it, and it's dealing but it's dealing with legacy in a way that like doesn't feel like ham-fisted whereas this is just like oh here's another old oiler yeah and in my head, it's like, all, and all the good ones are, like, doing good things. Like, uh, Doug Waite, Kelly Buckberger, and Sean Horkoff is, like, Director of Player Development in Detroit. And so, like, they're in positions. Those are the guys that I think would be better suited mm-hmm. for these kind of positions, like, from that era over the guys from the 80s. Yeah. Because some of them have either coached in this this new game ultimately or they're, they're coaching junior or hockey or whatever even. or they played some of, as that shift was happening and so they've got a little bit better look at it yeah I don't know whatever but like I mean obviously the, the this is the thing though obviously it doesn't actually matter because the Oilers aren't losing money they make Kate's money yeah but in the end if you keep fucking losing they still make money they're still that's the, that's the problem is they're still gonna make money we're, we're not this, a, And this is the corporation thing that drives me nuts. Because mm-hmm. at the end, it's all about the bottom line. Yeah. And if the product that you put out is substandard, it doesn't matter because people will stay in line for I wonder it. how much Paul Coffey's getting paid. <sighs> how much is Gretzky being paid? What is Gretzky's, like, to-do day in and day out? Because I think he just shows up and collects a paycheck. That's what I think he does. Well, it's kind of like being the president of the United States right now, so... <laughs> don't get me fucking um, No, you game. know what? I don't know. But, like, it's really funny... I was reading something about um, Jack Johnson and his, like, money woes mm-hmm. after his parents, his parents like, fleeced yeah. him out of all of that money. And I can't remember, but his, like, bankruptcy settlement and whatever he has to pay back um, from his contract. And, I mean, this is, like, a scale that I will never get to this scale in terms of income. And you won't either on, like, a single income. But, like, he's allowed. I think you've got bigger aspirations for me as a couple than I do think <laughs> <laughs> but no, you. But but I'm just saying, like you just won't, right? Like you and I don't know. I have no idea what that's gonna work out for for Chris when he has. I have no idea. But like, Jack Johnson, I think is allowed to keep from his contract two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's what he gets. That's his allowance ultimately for the year. Yeah. And that's looking after his bills and his mortgage and his family and whatever. And I mean, that's a lot of money. I realize that. But, but when the rest of that, which is other millions and millions of thousand dollars, yeah. is going to debt, debt repayment and bankruptcy, if she, like yeah, that's an end like taxes and whatever, like yeah. he's got to pay all that, and so he's whoever he's getting, whoever's helping them look after that now is like this is what they've has he worked out. But like cut himself him, off from his parents, I think so. Because why wouldn't you? Jesus? Yes, I believe so. But yeah, like I just I thought that was a really interesting thing reading about, like, thinking about the salaries. Because, like, these guys live on a different plane oh, than us, right? And, like, yeah. Which I think is maybe why people with this, like, this yesy thing with the, the language business, like, why didn't you just hire somebody? 
but my idea is like but where how does he how would he know where to go yeah right like how do you he's new he's new and he's it in would, a new country and it's unfortunate for him that like he you know he's not swedish yeah because there's at least people on the team already who could you know, so, and Finnish is a very complicated language mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, structure. And, and I've, only, I've sung in Finnish once, and I was like, I don't, under, it was like, I couldn't make any sense of anything. It was just, like, phonetics. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very interesting language. And so, like, but people are like, well, he's got money. Why can't he just spend his own money to do that? Why should the organization do it for him? And I was like, but they brought him, like, it's... It's I'm just like sure. any corporation. My dad is moving to Norway. I was just gonna... And he has assistance to make that transition yeah. helpful. Yeah. Because I was just the say, company sure. wants him to succeed there. I was going to say, like, I'm sure that your dad, being in Norway, that's going to be, like, a thing. Yeah. Where he's going to have to, like, be able to f- at least functionally speak some Norwegian. Yeah. I'm sure everyone speaks English. But there's going to be stuff when he, you know, goes to the grocery store yeah. or whatever that he's maybe not going to be able to communicate as effectively in English. Yeah. And as the outsider, he has to... It's up to him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but in this case, his company is helping him make that With transition. With a lot of things, right? yeah. Anyway, I don't know. But, uh, so, on the one hand, the Oilers aren't doing anything to help their new guy, but on the other hand, they're like, let's bring back Paul Coffey. Is Glenn Anderson next? I don't, I don't know. Grant Fuhr? Pokey Reddick? Like, there's so many guys they could bring back. Grant Fuhr, what I like about him is he, he gives no fucks. And he'll say when shit is not smelling good, mm-hmm. if it's on Facebook or wherever. Mm-hmm. Like he, he doesn't hold back. No, what I somebody was like, when are they gonna hire Ryan Smith as their skating coach? And I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah, and then everyone will stand in front of the net. <laughs> the other thing that I think has been interesting in this last week or so is that there's been some stuff coming out of like national media, but then it's filtering down into local media about like Peter Charlie being on the hot seat. A little bit for yeah. the the what's happened this season and some of the decisions that have been made or whatever, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, as he should be. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, of course he should be. Um, because like, he's the architect of all of this. Yep. I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't fathom doing a job as poorly as that with as much provided to me and beforehand. Yeah. Oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and fucking it up. Like getting a class of all A students yeah. and then they write the diploma and they're all C students. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't I can't fathom it. Or like you know Because you really don't have to do much to help them no. succeed. You probably don't have to do anything. No, if any of the things learn that you're doing probably fucking it up anyway. Yes. Yeah, I just I can't fathom a job where a, that's acceptable mm-hmm. over a period of time, and B, where, like, you would be okay with that. Which is funny, because this is when it comes down to the bottom line. Because how does it not harm the team? And that's why I don't get this weird mix of corporation and not. Because I think... in the corporation, they're more likely to not take action. Yeah. They're more likely to let it fester... And not make a quick hard choice that you'd expect mm-hmm. a manager to do. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a weird thing because like I've worked at like I worked at Cineplex. I worked at the movie theater for a while, and like I mean, obviously it was like corporate theft or whatever. But a guy stole like a bag of candy from the concession and got fired. Mm-hmm. Like that day, immediately there was no. no oh yeah, I could see that. Right, 
it was a four ninety nine bag of candy. Yeah. And he got fired for stealing a bag of candy. Yeah. And like, that's just what you do. You have policies in place, and you you know, you and when them. someone doesn't do their job properly, there are consequences. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like in this situation, I I just feel like they don't have that follow through. Yeah, it's weird. Also, can we talk about how that bag of candy was four dollars and ninety nine cents? How overpriced that is. Well, to be fair, to be fair, that is how they make their money. Yeah. Because the way that movie theaters work, and I don't know if you know this, is like their distribution, the distribution deals that um, studios make with theaters and stuff is like, on a big movie like Star Wars, for example, they might have to pay 100% of their tickets, their ticket sales for like three weeks or four weeks. For the screening back to the Back to the distributor. Okay. And then it slowly decreases, the percentage decreases, and on a big movie it might decrease by like a percent or a percent and a half a week. Okay. So you might get down to like 90 at some point in time before it's out of theaters. Really? And so you're paying 13 or $14, so you're paying 14 bucks. Yeah. 90, over the course of that movie's run for like a big movie like Star Wars, probably like 98% of that money is going back to the distributor. So the theaters make all of their money off the extra Off concession. Okay. Um, and I remember when I was working there, we had a day where you could buy a medium popcorn for 50 cents. It was like a special thing. Like movies were all like a dollar. They were all like old run movies. But every movie was like a buck or two bucks. It was right when it first opened. Um, and I think the popcorn, medium popcorn maybe was a dollar and the drinks were 50 cents for a medium. Damn. And they were still profiting. Oh yeah. Cause it's, that's dirt cheap. Yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. But, they, but that includes, but that includes like the bags for the popcorn yeah. and you know, the cups and the straws and whatever. And at those price points, they were still making a profit selling stuff at that, at yeah. that price. And then when you looked at that medium popcorn is like $6. Yeah. They're making like five dollars. They're making eighty-seven cents. But when they're but when they're not making any money off the actual on your ticket, yeah, that's how they have to make their money, right? So interesting. Um, But yeah, that that weird corporate thing because I think in sports, I think the difference is like if your team is making money, the wins and losses don't matter as much from a business. But from a business standpoint, they don't, right? Because your team is if the team is still drawing revenue, but it's still still bullshit. Well, of course it is. But can we go back to the movie thing for a second? Yeah, sure. So having that knowledge, do you feel bad when I bring in my own candy in my purse? No, okay. but I always like to buy the popcorn at the movie theater because I love movie theater popcorn. It so. just tastes good. It's it the does. Best. Okay. Yeah. But no, not at all. You don't judge me. Okay, oh, God, not at all. I like to take in candy, too. Okay, good. Um, I feel like I've seen people like go into the theater with like sandwiches they pull out of their bags and like beer and I'm like yeah you could just not bring your beer to the theater see that I don't know or go to like the VIP one and just drink it there I had I went to Allied with my friend Davis bad movie don't see it okay it's on Netflix not worth your time okay um and the guy next to us had like a Mickey of like southern comfort or some shit and him and his dude next to him were the worst I had to tell him to shut up like three times and then afterwards they left and there was this like fucking empty Mickey on the floor and I was like well that's why um okay so speaking about movies I guess that's what we're talking about now we're (laughs) done with Yessie sorry bye Oilers and sports for a non-sports sports sports podcast uh we talked a lot about sports um I went to Star Wars again last weekend Mm -hmm. and noticed some things that I didn't notice before which was super cool okay um and just was able to pay attention to some stuff because I wasn't like oh what's gonna happen now because I already knew um, so spoilers, maybe, for a little bit? I don't think at this time. Eh. You haven't seen it, people. It's been a month. It's your problem. Um. Yeah. Also, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Just. Oh, I was like, oh my god, Bruce Willis is dead? 
It's like, I haven't been on Twitter for two days, and this <laughs> is what I miss, Vegas. So the other night, just before I get into the Star Wars thing, Eric Lindros was trending on Twitter, and the oh, very first thing I thought of was that he was dead. <gasps> but he wasn't. They just retired his jersey in Philadelphia. But I was just like... Did they? Yeah. Because uh, he was great. His career was cut short by concussions. He was okay. wonderful. He was okay. a great hockey player. I don't know anything about him. I, I used to love him. Um, yeah, and th- when I saw that he was turning, though, my first thought was like, holy shit, Eric Lindros is dead. CTE assumption. And then, oh, that will be what it will be. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh my god. And then Betty White was turning the other day, but it was just her it was birthday. It was her birthday. And I was like, oh I know, god. I was so afraid about that, too, because she's, what, 94 now? Yeah. And I was like... Someday Do it's not, gonna not be her birthday. I know, but I don't want I don't want Trump's presidency to outlast Betty. Like I want Betty to be the thing that beats Trump. Yeah. Oh, his like his like last day in office. If she goes the next day, just to like That's just to outlast him. That's fine. Anyway, so yeah, so I saw Star Wars again, and it was fun to be able to like pay attention to other stuff and like notice some details or whatever. And I was very curious about um, like the narrative that they're telling with like this new development between like, this new idea of what the Force is and, like, that there has to be balance. And there's always been this notion that there has to be balance in the Force. Yes. But apparently people on the internet have forgotten about that because they want everyone to be either, like, light or dark, and light is always good and dark is always bad. But then Benicio Del Toro's like, "Mm, actually, he's like, sometimes it's not. See, and that is definitely chaotic evil. Yes. Benicio Del Toro. Oh, yeah. Okay, question for you before you go into your analysis. Yeah. How uh, full was the theater? Oh, maybe a third. Okay. It was 7 o'clock on a Sunday night. Okay. Um, there were people behind us, a family with, a, like, a 10-year-old and, like, a 3-year-old mm-hmm. who kicked my seat so many times I wanted to cut her feet off <laughs> and wouldn't stop talking. Oh. And parents did not do a thing. Yeah. And I was, I said to Riva, because I went with Riva and her brother, and I was just like, if I hadn't already seen this movie, I would have straight up murdered that child. Yeah. Because I try not... I hate that. I really am so done with the theater experience because I find everybody that goes to the theater is terrible. Yeah. And I have, if somebody sits by me, I have to move. Really? I can't because I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Um, a friend of mine went to see something, I can't remember what she went to see last weekend, and there was like grade 10 boys or whatever. Ugh, the Grade worst. 10-ish age boys, like on their phones, one of them like answered a phone call in the middle of the movie. Um, when I went to see The Dark Knight Rises, <laughs> there was kids that I had taught sitting in the row in front of me, and we had, like, reserved our seats. Yeah. And I like to sit in, like, the theaters to have the, the extra leg room in that one yeah. row. That's, like, my favorite row, because then I don't have to move for people to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because you're so tall. Oh, my God. And also, like, if you need to pee, That's go around. <laughs> like, yeah. why is this impacting <laughs> me? Fuck you. Um, but, like, so I was sitting there, and this kid, we were in that row, and these kids were in the row in front of us, and I had been kind of chatting with him out, you know, in the, in the lobby or whatever, and then we went in, and... I'd been waiting, for, like, hadn't seen any footage. I was just, like, yeah, so jacked fresh. for this movie. And the previews came on, and it was the first previews that I could watch in, like, months. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't have to worry about being spoiled anymore. And then the as the lights went down for the previews, the, one of the kids was still on his phone. <laughs> I, like, leaned forward, and I was like, if you don't turn that fucking thing off, I'm gonna break it. And he turned around and he realized that it was me and was like, sorry, was like, sorry, miss. And like turned it off because he like, they all knew that I was like, oh my God, man, man. And you swore at it? Oh yeah. He was, he'd graduated. So whatever. But I was okay. just, but even still, I was like, if you don't turn that fucking thing off, I if will If you ruin it. this for me, I will end you. Exactly. Is essentially what that was. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I was just like, 
was anyway. So yeah, I went to the one to see the Star Wars again. Um, for and it was interesting because at work they wanted to know what my favorite part was, and I was like, sure, this Adam Driver, obviously. And they were like, really? I'm like, no, but it's definitely the part that I've thought the most about. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's true though see and the part that I keep thinking about is just fucking Yoda just setting shit on fire because he Yoda can. is just like just like Louise on Bob's Burgers oh. or she's just like ah Yoda gives no fucks no it's kind of and good. I love it but what, some of the stuff that I found really interesting about that like narrative arc and this like balanced notion is like when every time that Rey and Kylo Ren have their like little force whatever mm-hmm. he's in different like, very literal stages of uncloaking. Every time that they communicate, right? Oh. Well, he is, right? And, and not even just their first thing, but, like, when they're, like, in the elevator or whatever, and, like, he's got his mask off, and then she gets out, and then he, like, smashes it. Yeah. And then you never, of course, see his helmet again, because he's he's ruined it. But he's in all these different stages of uncloaking, because he, like, takes his gloves off, and they, like, do the touch thing, and then, like, he obviously has his shirt off that one time. And so she sees him in all of these, like, different... As if she's the only one seeing his truth. Yeah, and I've, I'm... It's in... And I would be curious to watch some of that again just to kind of like figure out if this idea that I have is correct or if they like carry that through into the next one you should tweet Ryan Johnson <laughs> just you like, and be like hey I have a theory but it's, it was just really interesting to watch because he's obviously built up this like whatever and and the helmet and all of that and the black and the gl- mm-hmm. like it all helps to keep that persona that persona but then you know she's allowed ultimately to like see him for what he actually is and she can see him so he can't lie to her so he like she can see into his mind and she knows that he's afraid mm-hmm. right and so like i wonder if because she can do that if that's part of why he's like able to not be fully covered in or cloaked or however you want to call it like do you know what i mean and it was just a really interesting really interesting thing that i noticed because i didn't notice it the first time because mm-hmm. i was like oh what's gonna happen this is so cool like and, just you know. trying to understand the plot yeah yeah um and i just i thought that was really interesting and I, i'm curious about like because I, I haven't really watched anything in the Star Wars universe outside of the films. I haven't watched, like, The Clone Wars or... Yeah. And I've never read any of... Any, like, I've the only... It's just yeah. movies, right? And But I'm curious to know, like, if some of that exists elsewhere with other characters where there's, like, that... Hmm. You know what I mean? That level of... Yeah. Because I still, I still think that of all of the characters in that film, I think he's still probably the most interesting. Because there's... A, and there's a lot of, like, little tiny layers and, like, levels of... Of nuance with him, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think people were expecting. They were expecting him to be this like well, big I, bad, yeah, right? because that's what Darth Vader is, right? And there's not really much of two sides to Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like you find out, of course, his origins before, but but if you no... start in in four and go through five and six, like he's just he is what he is. He is what he is. Sure, you have the revelation that he's Luke's father. But there's nothing, there's no dynamic change that he mm-hmm. takes because of that. The prequels only give you a sense of a dynamic change mm-hmm. that just solidifies his evil, right? Mm-hmm. So I find that super interesting. But also, also really interesting how perhaps Luke himself is very static. Like, yeah. what really. Like, of course, he's got the hero's journey in the first one. But he's completed his journey. But he has. And so Luke in this second set doesn't have to go through all of that before no. Ray's doing that. 
And yeah. I would argue that, like, Kylo Ren is doing the same thing. He, yeah, he's trying to figure shit out. Uh, I think he's a little bit further along. Or far, maybe maybe not further along, but I think his journey has gone deeper. Yes. Deeper into the questioning. Yes. Because Ray has questions, but he, in the end, I posit that she's just decided that the questions aren't actually helpful. Yes. And what she has to do is just figure out who she wants to be. She has to figure out the answers, ultimately. Yeah. Without asking too many more questions mm-hmm. and just like figure it out and, and do it whereas yeah i think i think if you were to like map theirs out rather than a, like that traditional circle diagram i think yeah. his would be more of an oval yeah and that questioning is further down a little bit a little bit more irregular he's egg shaped um but yeah it was really interesting watching some of that and i was it was curious to see like those moments of like ultimately vulnerability right because when you look at at costuming and characterization in film and you have a superhero because these are ultimately like superhero movies in in that in that same kind of vein as your your marvel movies and your dc movies there's a problem and a villain to solve and they fight them in spectacular fashion yeah so all of those things are are recognizable which is i think one of the reasons why people are so um intrigued by them right because those stories are very familiar um, did you just pull a blanket out of a blanket I warmer? because my feet are freezing. Do you want one too? <laughs> no, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very distracted. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, but I think that, like, you know, he he is the super villain. Yes. But he's also, like, a very flawed villain. Mm-hmm. In much the way that, like... Do villains need to have flaws? Because that's a very... I think it's a very, like, 21st century idea of storytelling is flawed villain and flawed hero. I think that the villains need to have, maybe not flaws, but they have to have complexity. Because you could argue because they're the villain that that's the flaw, right? Okay. That they've turned bad. But I think that to make the story more compelling and for for people to be able to identify with them more, they have to have that, like, Mm -hmm. complexity in character. Because, like, otherwise... Darth Vader kind of sucks as a villain. He super does. You know, and Luke Skywalker kind of sucks as a hero. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, one through six. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't think they're that good. I don't really think they are either. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Sorry for anyone who doesn't listen to this anymore because we just said that, and also we said that Wayne Gretzky wasn't all that great. So like, we're just <laughs> we're losing people today. <laughs> but like, no, I've often thought that about Star Wars too. Like, I've never really understood the big the broad appeal I enjoy them I don't they're not bad but like they're not they're fine for for like when they for when the, the stories were, like the films were made the originals like you know some of the special effects like all the they they're were fine. transformative for their time That's for cool. sure but like for sure but like what I what an argument kind of that I got into at work with somebody was that like the the last one like Jedi was made when I was when I was a baby yeah. I was, I'm going to be 35 Yeah, in the spring. And that movie was made when I was a baby. And, like, I get why people are upset about what's happened here. But, like, Luke and Han and Leia weren't going to go, like, you know, like, running guns through the galaxy into middle age. Like, no. it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, like you know the story has shifted and there's still this you know this unbalance whatever they have to try and restore balance to the force and that's the whole like core of the story it had to be new characters yeah i think that that diversity in those characters is just reflected you know is it reflects the world that we live in Mm -hmm. ultimately more so now right and i think but i feel like people are like i ruined my childhood i was like how 
What? Have you not heard that argument? That, that like, the new ones ruin the old ones. Yeah. The, the same Ghostbusters argument. Yeah. Someone, Ugh, someone that I work with said that as far as he's concerned, all these new movies, including the prequels, are fan fiction. And the originals are just like so elevated in I'm like the sorry, pantheon of films. I'm sorry, but George film. Lucas wrote the prequels. Uh huh. So how are they fan fiction? Yeah, I yeah. But that so these originals are like so elevated in his like pantheon of film. But they're they should be. But because they're not that the prequels good. and these. I don't understand how you could think something has such artistic value when it uses wipes, because <laughs> wipes are. <laughs> Wipes are junior high level film. Oh, and those are like that's like the worst PowerPoint transition too. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> like it's it's, just... it's comical. It is. Like, how does that <laughs> give you any sense of? Yeah, but one of the other guys oh. that he's got he's got I think all yeah he's got all sons and he says his youngest is like playing around Star Wars and is like being Ray. Of course he should be, because no. Ray fucking rocks. Yeah. I think okay. I think Ray, and this is nothing to do with anything, you know, whatever. I think Ray is a better hero than Luke ever was. She's, oh, she's more interesting. Great. She's great. She's more interesting. Anyway. Yeah. She's less whiny. She's convict. like, she's got convictions. Ironically. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure, that she was going to kill Luke. If he had admitted that he had like actually tried to kill Kylo Ren, I oh, feel she like was she furious. was like she was right she there. Was okay, here's my question for you because you saw it a second time. Does the anus water hole make any more sense? A little bit. Please explain it to me. How so? What did you get? Everything. Well, I think I think I think it's like that manifestation of that like dark place, right? Like that's okay. Sort of, um, and do we want to talk about the symbolism of that being an anus? Like, <laughs> I honestly, or is that just on that's me? all Are you? you. <laughs> I feel like you can go right ahead and talk about it being an anus. I feel like, it is though. But I feel like it's a conversation. It looks like a sphincter. I mean, not really. <laughs> yes, it does. I guess I don't know. But like, no, it's like a wide open hole. I don't know what. You're... Oh Jesus! It's got vines coming out of it that look like muscles in a sphincter. I suppose. I, but I just, I, I kind of took it to be, like, this sort of, like, the visual of that was, like, why would you want to go into, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not, it's there. Mm-hmm. And it's this, like, weird, ultimately, like, unexplored And does she locale. just fall in? I think she kind of gets sucked into it. I think she does, too. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing about it, because how could, in that island, how could not that tension mm-hmm. between the tree and mm-hmm. the water anus... Mm-hmm. Have have pulled that island apart. I don't know. Or how is Luke on there? Maybe that water anus. No, I'm not saying it. I refuse. Um, It's a water anus. Maybe that is is ultimately Luke has no need for this that that place. Right. He's its caregiver. Well, the fish nuns are the caregivers. (laughs) Let's be real. Right. Yes, fish nuns. Um, No, but maybe Luke has no need. Because he doesn't need answers to anything anymore. Okay. Right. That that place ultimately, I think, because he is only full of regret. Yes, and he does, and he knows the answers that he already because it's, it's, it's him. It's him failing. Okay. Whereas she does need answers, and the thing that she's been trying to find out, right, escapes her. Escapes her in there. But what I think is also interesting is that perhaps potentially whatever the answer is <laughs> that she's looking for. If the question was something other than something about her parents, 
I think the answer still would have been there. Like, do you know what I mean? It, I think it becomes that kind of, like... Like it's a looking glass scenario. Yes, where she sees what she needs to see. But... But doesn't actually find it but, out. Oh, yes. Okay, so that needs to see phrase is interesting. Because does it give her answers that she wants? Or does it give her answers? It gives her answers. Do you know what I mean? But then she gets the answer later from Kylo Ren when he tells but her. How, but and, how would Kylo know? Because he knows things. Because he can see her memories. Yes. That she's repressed. Probably. But he also can't lie to this her. This is why I feel like I have a lot in common with Ray. Because I don't have, like, any memories under the age of ten. But, like, <laughs> but he's, but he can't lie to her. So I, for, I don't think he can. I don't think he has it in him to lie to her. And I don't think he would lie to her, to be perfectly honest. Um, and so when he, like, when he says to her that, like, you know, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, clarifies. He's like, but not to me. This is such a negging. Oh, I love it. It's a neg, though. It. No, it's it not. Absolutely. No, is. it's not because she is nothing. You're nothing and no one needs you, but I need you so stay with me in this toxic relationship. No, no, no. That, yes. I don't no, I don't think that's what I don't think that's what he was what he was necessarily getting at. But I think what I found really interesting about like that whole that whole phrasing and like that that idea is that you know, she's been self-sufficient for so long and she's been, you know, whatever. And but but be, she's a scavenger, right? And yes. she's she's nothing. In that hierarchy of she physically... She is actually yeah. nothing. And her parents are scavengers and they traded her away for drink money and, like, whatever. Yeah. She's, she's, she's scum. But I think what he's saying, like, that idea of, like, that not to me, I don't think he, it was necessarily, like, you know, stay with me and be with me, but, it, like, he recognizes in her that, like, that thing. That she's kind of, you know, like, the fact that she's got, like, that force sensitivity or whatever and that she knows there's something about her that's different. And she recognizes that in him as well. That, like, weird inner turmoil. So what... What's his end game with Rey? I don't know. What does he want from her? Because he says, like, come with me. I think they're both, like, painfully lonely. Both of them. And I think they address that in in, in Force Awakens. I think that's something that they they kind of address. I think... I honestly think that he believes that she might be the only person who can understand him. Yes. Because she's also painfully lonely. And has been for mm-hmm. most of her life. Um, but has this ability to, like, see, you know, yep. sort of beyond what's right there. And I think maybe he feels that, like, if the two of them were to rule together, they could sort of... But rule what? The galaxy. That's what but he wants. But why does, why does he want that? Because I think that's what... Like why? That's what I. That's what I. I think. About. I think he's still modeled. Like I mean, look at his his costume and his glove. Like everything he, he wants himself. to be Vader. He wants to be Vader, and she 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 strikes right at the the core of that. Yeah. When she says that you're afraid you will never be as powerful as him. But why does he want to be? Because. Because he sees whatever I think he sees whatever in Luke and his parents as weakness. I think he sees like their, affection. Yes, I think he sees that as weakness. Love? But then Snoke sort of, you know, in the first one, like, recognizes that he has compassion for her. Oh my god, there's so many threads here that connect to Harry Potter, Megan. Oh my fucking god. And then, and then, you know, he, he kills his true enemy when he kills Snoke. Mm -hmm. And that scene, that fucking scene where they're fighting, like, is so good when I, because I, I'd seen it already, so I could just, like, watch the choreography. 
It was goddamn gorgeous. That back-to-back, slow-mo. Man. Like, honestly, the best scene in the whole film, I think. Yeah. Gorgeously done. And then, at the end of that, when she, like, reaches for the lightsaber, mm-hmm. where she, like, tricks him into thinking that she's gonna take his hand, yeah. and she reaches for the lightsaber, and then it just, like, splits apart. Yeah. That was just... It, to watch it again is stunning. Do you think that in that moment, then... What's her motivation? Because she's gone there... Yeah. On his request. Yeah. She's assisted in killing the person controlling him. Mm-hmm. And now she wants to go save her friends. Mm-hmm. I think, I think she goes with the expectation that if she can, like... Help she him. can help him. He mm. will help her. Yes. But that's and I think he will. Oh, I don't get, think he will. No. No. I because I what I think because what I noticed at the end there, um, after they like, after they get into like the the resistance base. Yeah. And they're all gone, and he goes into like that room over where like Hans dice or the projection is. Yeah. You know. I think. There's a you can see Hux like looking at him and just glaring, and I think what they've set up just with that little tiny. You know, because there's already conflict between yeah. between the two of them. I think what they've set up now is that the the big conflict that's going to come in the next one, like, obviously it's going to kind of come to a head and the, the Resistance and the First Order are going to clash, but I think at some point in time he's going to switch. Because that conflict between... There's going to be, like, I don't know, like a coup d'etat ultimately, and Hux is going to, like, take over and leave. But that's the power structure I don't understand, because isn't it Snoke, Hux, and then Kylo? Is no. it Kylo? No, he's the supreme leader now. Kylo is. Yeah, because he was like, because when when Snoke's dead, and Hux is all like, "There's the supreme leader is dead." Yeah. So who's in control? You know, whatever. And then he like force chokes him, and then Hux is like, "Long mm-hmm. with the supreme leader." Oh. Right. Kylo's the supreme leader, and See, so what I've I only but, seen it once. But what I think, what I think is gonna happen is that that because I hadn't noticed that like that little glare before either. I think that's what's gonna happen. Is that like. That there's going to be that power struggle, and I don't. I'm not saying that like they're gonna get together or you know whatever. It's gonna be like happy ever after. But I feel like she's helped him, right? No, he has to repay the favor, and he has to repay the favor, and I think that he probably will, because the simple fact that like he still no, has... how I see it playing out is he returns the favor by somehow saving Finn. Yeah, or Poe, or. I think it'll be Finn, though. Probably. Because, like, she's never met <laughs> Poe until the end of the movie. Great. Um, and I was talking to... We were talking about what they're going to do now. Of course, the Carrie Fisher's died. And I was like, well, obviously, they're just going to, like, roll the text. That's going to be in the text that, you know, that she died. Mm-hmm. And that's... Star Wars at least has that device yeah. that allows them... So they could open up on, like, her funeral. Yeah. And that's it. Right? And you don't need to have a whole bunch of exposition to get to that point. Because it'll be in that rolling text. Can we talk about how some MRAs cut? Yes! <laughs> we sure can. A new version of the film without essentially the females in it. Yeah, and it went from like a two hour and 20 minute runtime down to 46 minutes, which is fucking amazing. Let's just talk about that for. How there's so many women in it? Can we draw the Venn diagram first of the guys who want to see that version of Star Wars and men, grown men who own My Little Ponies? It's probably uh, a circle. No, I don't think so. I kind of... I don't think so, because there's a, there's a connection to femininity that bronies associate with. 
Because it's yeah. female ponies. Yeah. I don't think they hate women. Yeah. You think they do? Yeah, I think... I don't know about that. I think if it's not a circle, it's there's a real large overlap, I would mm, believe. I don't know. I'm not convinced. Um... But I think it's amazing that they had to take out all of the women. They had to, like, cut that much of the film. Yes, because nobody understands that it is phenomenal to get that many women speaking to each other and other people in an action movie. Yeah. And to have those roles be substantial characters. To have your main character in an action movie be, be a, a woman. woman. And her, like, companions are men. Yeah. So rare. So great, and I love how all of the stars just like fucking dunked on, dunked on, oh, I know. It, dunked on it, <laughs> I know. dunked on it, and just kept going and going, yeah. and going. Oh my god, it was amazing. But I can't imagine being so upset about something in, that I saw in the theaters mm-hmm. that I would take the time to find a pirated version of the movie and cut out all the scenes I don't want to watch. <sighs> It's a lot like the people who say to, like, the analytics people in hockey, watch the games, nerd. I'm like, yeah, they are. I promise you they're watching. They're watching more closely. Because they have to in order to keep track of those things. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't get it. Because it's, it's art. But it ruined their childhoods, don't you know? Because Luke isn't the hero and because, I know, I, I know. But Luke at the end is the biggest hero. He saves all of them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Don't they understand the story? No. <sighs> no, because they can't get over the fact that, like, the hero is a woman who's a scavenger and wasn't, you know, royal born or whatever. And isn't, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi's... So what do they think about themselves? ...illegitimate then? daughter. Well, they probably hate themselves, let's be honest. And, like, oh, I always find it really interesting, too, when you see people who do stuff like that. And, you know, or, like, or I see, like, stuff that Sarah Spain will retweet or, like, Julia DeCaro. And it'll always be, like, you know, stick to sports, you fucking cunt, and all this kind of stuff. And then it's, like, a picture of, like, a dude with his daughters mm-hmm. as his Twitter pic. And I'm just, like, what? It's, they're, they're those guys. I don't get it. I don't either. I wonder what it's like for them to read Macbeth. To have the man that's not technically born of a woman defeat and be mm-hmm. oh they probably love that they probably love it hey yeah mm. they probably really do let's be honest here hmm. like every once in a while I just feel like we should just live in a place where and then, like where just men aren't <laughs> in general and then there was like look, that like Margaret Atwood shit yeah I didn't even bother reading that and I was just like lady just stick to writing semi semi not terrible fiction and okay poems and just go away for a I'm while. just quite done with the idea that there has to be one specific definition of how someone lives their life mm-hmm. and I just don't want <sighs> yeah yeah, yeah it's, uh, anyway so yeah that was my and the other thing about the Star Wars that I noticed which I didn't notice the first time um, it was like that little kid at the end with his like resistance ring or whatever. Yeah. I didn't notice him when he grabbed the broom. He like used the force to grab the broom. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Blew my fucking mind. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't notice he did that the first time. I just thought he grabbed the broom. But no, he grabbed the broom like came to his hand. No way. And I was like, and that's so good because they've opened it up now. You don't have to be yeah. important, quote unquote, 
to, to have, have that. the force. Yeah. And I think now, like opening that up, that this kid has it, I think that's awesome. Right. Because why not? Hmm. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. We have a bunch of questions because I asked a bunch of people for questions. Okay. Let's do that. Um, okay. So, I had tweeted out um, <laughs> a lot of questions and also pictures of Adam Driver. And thanks to those of you who... Uh, Again, personally, through. Super did not appreciate that. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so question number one from our good friend Aaron Kelly. Yes, he had a good question. Wasn't sure who made it in, but as two English teachers, how would you help Yessie with the language? I think there's a lot of different routes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the basic sort of, like, Duolingo or Rosetta Stone one where you just, like, mm-hmm. object, speak it, object, mm-hmm. speak it, or mm-hmm. small phrases. Yeah, and I think that that's important just to, like, learn how things sound and what they look yeah. like when they're written and hear. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And hear them, see them. Like, yeah. the very elementary school. Yeah. Kindergarten way. And, I mean, he's young enough that, like, yeah, that's doable. Or also just, like, pick your favorite American show. Yeah. And watch it. Disney movies. Talk about Disney movies, yeah. I did that. I taught a, a course, a class at another school. It was like an ESL social class. And every Friday we would watch Disney movies with mm-hmm. subtitles on. Because they were movies that the kids had already seen. Right. They knew the story. But they didn't know. It in English. It in English. And so I'd put it on in English and put the subtitles on. And then at least they could, like, we'd work for, you know, 50 minutes of class. And for the last half hour of the class, we'd watch it part of a Disney movie. Um, and it was really funny because, like, the stuff that they remembered from you know the story they would like know it was coming but then they could learn and read it and, and hear read it and hear it and, and stuff because yeah. i think that's super powerful um, yeah. when i teach like dash to english i always use audiobooks for that reason because yeah. there's always more ELL kids in it and they can see it on the page and hear it mm-hmm. and so they then those words that like are weird to pronounce or you don't know like epitome yeah then you can see actually like how yeah yeah so yeah i would start with that kind of stuff probably mm-hmm. and help him i don't know and just like have conversations just talk yeah and also ask you know like use his knowledge of Finnish and ask what you know stuff is in Finnish as well Mm -hmm. so that you as whoever it is that's doing the teaching like have reciprocal learning yeah I think that's that's super important um okay what do we have oh Amanda sent some good questions what's your favorite breakfast food I feel like we've addressed this one before Oh, have we? Jess, well, yeah, Jess said that hers was bacon, remember that was, and then we had a discussion about whether it was, like, a meal or, like, a single thing. A thing. thing. Mine's just always potatoes. Oh, I went to local for brunch this morning. Was it good? Their potatoes, they're, like, oh, my God. I think they might be, like, triple fried. I don't even know. They were so crispy. (gasps) Yum. And not, like, super potato-y, like, they were giant chunks. Oh, my God. They're very delicious. They're incredible. Jealous. Um... I don't really eat breakfast like on a regular basis. I super suck at it. Sometimes at school, I won't eat till like eleven in the morning. I try and make oats every night, like refrigerator oats, every night before I go to bed. That's disgusting to me. I like them. I can't stand oatmeal. It's like glue. Ugh. This isn't quite as gluey because it's got yogurt in it, so it's like the it's not it does, like the starch doesn't come out because yogurt's not... also gross. Ugh, you're so weird. Because <laughs> but like the starch doesn't come out like it does. You know, it's like, you know, then that's where, like, the glue comes from, ultimately. Yeah. So it doesn't have that same, it doesn't have that same, like, porgy 
texture, but I make that and I'll put like either chocolate chips or raspberries in it if I have raspberries oh, or like strawberries or whatever. I do also love a waffle with whipped cream and berries. Mm. But yeah, like I don't eat breakfast at home. I always eat at work because like I yeah. don't. I don't, don't have up. time. Well, no, I have time if I got up earlier, but I can't eat right when I get up. I know it's the worst. It makes was, me feel gross. I know I want to barf, and yeah. so I need like a solid hour. Yeah, me too. But like when I start teaching at nine and I get up at seven forty-five, I can't do that. So I just eat at school. Mm-hmm. Um, this is great. It's an FMK from Amanda. It made me laugh. Oh yeah, I did see this. Decade of Darkness Oilers. Yeah. Twenty-seven. 2018 Oilers and then next year's Oilers with Rasmus Dahlin because of course they're going to win the draft lottery. Um, hmm. I want to marry the decade of darkness. That's Oilers. exactly what I was going to say because you've been through shit together. Yeah, and there was like good people on those teams. There were. Like going all the way back that I missed them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll marry those guys. Kill this year's team. Absolutely. Every single fucking one of them. Mm-hmm. And the then SC. just get it over with with next year's team. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. On board. Um, On board. What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, um, okay. Um, from Rex, this was a good one. Uh, is Kylo Ren goth or emo? I thought about this for a long time. So did I. I don't know if I have an answer. I think he's emo. Yeah? Because I think the goth look is not necessarily the look that he wants to embody. It's a heritage. Okay. And I think that's why he's more emo okay. than goth. Okay, that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, well, and I mean, he's just, like, pale. <laughs> like, it's not it's not put on. But yes. it's, he's not, like, doing that. It just he doesn't go outside. He doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't go outside. No. At all. Um, yeah, no. okay, that's fair. Um, Mike's question is perhaps the greatest did he send it to you no it just made me laugh oh it's another it's an fmk from mike mm-hmm. north side south side west end this is very hard i'm gonna marry the south side because i've been south on side. the south my whole life like yep. whatever <sighs> it's hard i'm gonna fuck the north side see i, I thought there. about that i thought about that but i feel like you might catch something from the north side that's probably true and that's that's a concern. That is a concern. I'm like the last. Oh God, Mike, you suck. <laughs> I think you have to. I think you have to kill the north side. Probably. Also, what's up with the east side? There is. It's all well. For, it's not. It's more industrial. There's not much why. of an east side. That's why. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, the west end's quite residential. North side, the very residential, and south side is residential. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's, there's like that weird this like triangle. Sea, that's yeah. Like industrial. <laughs> And then all of a sudden there's, like, a high school in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, okay. Gross. Um, <laughs> oh, Jess, I didn't watch Wind River. I swear to God it was on Netflix, like, not that long ago. It's gone now? It's, I went to, I was going to watch it last night and it's not there. Oh, damn. But I'm pretty sure it was there, like, on Thursday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. I did watch it with Davis. I'm, Davis and I don't talk about it. Okay. Because it's. We also went to that same week, The Snowman, together. And that oh. we talk about all the time. Okay, okay. But there's something about Wind River where I just don't want to, like, deal with it. Okay. It's kind of like, for me, Girl Interrupted. Yeah, okay. Where it, like, affected me on a certain level. Okay. And I just don't want it in my room. I do want to watch it, so I will. Just when I watch it, we'll talk about it. Um, <sighs> yes, I will force myself to. Okay, uh, Ryan wants to know, because Nugent Hopkins is out for five to six weeks, uh, why does God hate us? 
God hates us because the Oilers organization is dumb. We've addressed this multiple times. Mm-hmm. That's why, I think. Yeah, I don't know what else answer there could be for that. We've we've each done something, collectively as a fandom. Yeah. Um, what are we doing now? Is this no? That's this is just talking. It's so weird. It's hard sometimes to find the questions. Um, I have four from Larissa. Okay, go for it. Uh, she says, back in the day on Survivor, you could bring one luxury I- I- item with you. What's yours and why? That's a good question. A luxury item? Mm-hmm. I would, honestly, I would bring, I would bring my Kindle and, like, a solar power charger for it. Yeah, I think I'd do the same thing. Because, like, whatever, I don't need it. Who cares? I'm also thinking, like... You want to be careful with electronics, though, because obviously you're in some godforsaken place. Who knows where you are? Yeah. Um, but what else could you bring that would be like a luxury? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I think not sure. Probably a Kindle, just so I wouldn't have to talk to anyone, and I could just, as I told my kids, uh, I'm an introvert in my real time, and I would be fine if all humans died and I never had to talk to a human ever again and they were like what but you talk to people all day I was like yeah this is my job this is my real life <laughs> and you're not humans also no. you're children <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> okay um okay go with yours for the because I got a bunch uh what's a random fact that you learned this week hers is that vanilla is the second most expensive spice in the world wow I never would have guessed that and I think saffron of course is yeah. number one yeah, uh, something interesting that I learned this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what I learned this week. Did I learn anything this week? I must have. Oh, I learned that there's this really interesting uh, festival in I think the place is called Woody Point, Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. That Dad saw um, something something about on Hockey Day in Canada because they were in Cornerbrook. Mm-hmm. And it's like a yeah, it's like a writing festival. Um, it's called Writers at Woody Point, and it's like, but they bring in like musicians and writers, and it's not just like it's kind of like an arts festival. It's like Michael Andachi and like Whoa. like big name writers, and like yeah, yeah, and it's like this thing that happens in this little Newfoundland town every cool. every summer. And Dad said, Dad texted me and he says, I don't really have a real bucket list, but I think if I did, this would be near the top. And I like saw this little video that they'd put together about uh, about it, and I was like, Oh yeah, I would go. Well, I find that super interesting that they could even get those types of people. Well, part of what happened was the the community hall, ultimately community center, was like in disrepair, and this guy in the community decided to like raise some money to help fix it up. And oh. I, I feel like one of the things that happened was they had some kind of like a they ultimately had like a performance, you know, like a fundraising concert or whatever. And someone was like, "Hey, this would be kind of a." You know, and there's like there's lots of tradition of, of you know, creative arts in the Maritimes and in that in Atlantic Canada, right? And I think yeah. that's just sort of born from that. It was neat. It was really cool. And I was like, yeah, I would totally go there. That's awesome. That's super neat. I was looking at Christopher Lee's Wikipedia because he's probably one of the most interesting person who's ever, people who's ever lived, and I found out that his mom married an uncle of Ian Fleming. And so they became step cousins. Cool. For someone who's like so involved in like so many arts, plus he was like a metal singer. It's <laughs> just so I know. bizarre. It's crazy. Crazy. Like he's and he was in the SAS. Like he's just like very very interesting. He's a very interesting person. 
Uh, I have two. One more from her. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite celebrity couple? I'm a big fan of John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Mm, love them. Because, like, he's great, and they're just, like, they just feel, like, super normal, right? Like, every time. Yeah. She's delightful. Though, I don't know. I, anyone you don't like Emily Blunt? No, I do. I was just thinking, like, just in general, like, celebrity couples just, uh, just so weird. It's problematic, in a way. It's just weird. That we, like, are a part yeah. of their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get it, but it's just weird to me. Mm-hmm. And then they go and do dumb things, like name their kids Chicago. I know. I had a lot of people tell me that they loved it. And I was like, I literally don't care. Yeah, so. I don't yeah, care Yeah, I, I, maybe them? I don't know. Mm. I just like normal. People who, like, come across very normal. Yeah. I super like them. I also like Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Because they, they are, like, the epitome of give no fucks and yet give all the fucks. Mm-hmm. And I super like that. Yeah. Plus, I like how she gets into feuds with... Yes. Android robots. <laughs> <laughs> She's incredible. She's really, really great. She's so great. She really is like a renaissance woman in a lot of ways. Yeah. She really is. It's good. Um, Riva texted some questions because mm-hmm. I was like, well, we don't have any questions. We don't have anything to talk about. Oh, yeah. The one more other thing about Christopher Lee. Sorry. When he went to private school, he was beaten a lot, including once for being beaten too often. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. So good. Um, okay, Riva wants to know, if you could only eat one breakfast meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? It's so like a whole, like a meal. What would you have? A meal? Eggs Benedict. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Eggs Benedict. And there's a lot of things you can do. With Eggs Benny. With Eggs Benedict. So, Eggs Benny. I'm going to say waffle with cream and berries. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you can mix up the berries. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, this made me laugh. Um, first of all, why do we have to wait so long for Star Wars Episode Nine? Because movies take time to produce. I don't know. That's <laughs> the question. <laughs> and they didn't have a story, and it's probably just as well because now Carrie Fisher's dead, so they have to do something different than yeah. probably what they were gonna do. So, uh, her other question. This made me. I cackled when I read this one. She's like, "What would you say if I told you I had a completely innocent dream about Adam Driver a couple weeks ago?" The answer is, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. Oh no, Riva, not you do. Oh, even worse. Even she's, worse. She's like mainlined the first five seasons of Girls because of it. Riva. And I've only watched like half of the first episode and I couldn't handle Lena Dunham and I was like, nope, I'm out. I saw her send those pics of him like throughout the se- The thing with Adam Driver is <sighs> there's not a good hair look for him. No. Yeah, kind of, yeah, that's probably true. There's not a good hair look for him, and there's not a good facial hair look for him. But still somehow... It's all, it's all somehow incongruous. Yeah, but it somehow isn't... A th- I don't know, anyway, whatever. Because you're, you're ignoring that it exists, because you're focusing on other things, Megan? Yes, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the yeah. high-waisted mom jeans, you betcha. Um, <laughs> and then her other question is, sort of as a, as a side note here, would you actually want a mental link with one other person? Oh, God, yes. Who like what? It, this is and this is the thing. So this is in the group text that we have with our friend Aaron, and um, Aaron's answer is yes, probably. But it wouldn't be a mental link with someone you wanted it. She's like it'd be like Paul Ryan, <laughs> which I thought was okay. So okay, so then I'm going to rephrase the question. If you could have a mental link with someone of your choice, who would you choose? I choose my husband for sure. But if you ha- were going to have a mental link and it was going to be just like someone, would you want it or would no. you say no to it? No, hundred percent no. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to have a mental link with. I'd love one to make my life easier. To make communication at times, like... Because a lot of the time it's hard for us to get in touch with each other. Yeah. And that's tough. Yeah. And if I could choose a way to make that easier, that would be wonderful. Okay. To not have to, like, for each of us to wait for answers. Right, right. Yeah, that's That's what I would do. Yeah, I don't know if I want someone in my head, so I'm going to say no. Like, Reva and I, would, like, we think the same things about all things all the time. Like, we'll be having a conversation yeah. about something. She's like, I thought, I'm like, me too. Well, yeah, I already feel like my sister and I already have that. Yeah. Like, we, but can, like the, the we actual... can do that thing where you can, like, just look at each other and be like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, the, but the actual, like, communication piece, I don't know if I'd actually want it. No, I don't think I need it with her. No, I don't, I don't need it with anyone. Um, I texted my friend Dan to see if he had any questions, and he had a whole bunch. Okay. Um... First one, about teaching. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the six-hour time limit for diploma exams? Over. It's tough. So what happened at your school? Because like at our school, we had a few kids who took like five and a half hours. For us, at our school, I'd say 20% of kids were still not finished at five hours. So does that The mean... average time, I think in... Because we had small gym going, plus an accommodation center, plus a library... And from the people that I talked to, maybe 10 people left at three hours for the English. Okay, so does that mean that the stuff that they're writing is going to be better, or are they just sitting there using more time? I think they're sitting there using their more time. Interesting, because I kind of feel the same way. And I don't know if that's actually going to turn into a better assessment. Mm-hmm. And I know on the diplomas they had to fill in how much time they took this time, mm-hmm. and I'm curious as to if the marker... We'll look at that. Yeah. And say, okay, you took four hours to write. What did you do in those four I would 100% hours? look at that. But I feel like that's what makes it now even more subjective. Yeah. But you know when you when a kid had something in, and they've had 80 minutes to do something, and they mm-hmm. had it in three sentences, you're like, what the yeah. fuck have you been doing? Yeah. Right? I take the time into consideration sometimes when I... So well, I think you do for, like, finals, right? Yeah. You have a new question to you. You've been given two hours. Mm-hmm. What is it that you did? I don't expect mm-hmm. the spelling and the construction of everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So what's your skill level in these circumstances? Yes. But I don't think you want to make those cir- circumstances even higher expectations. I don't think that's fair. Yeah. I, well, and I think, too, like, I, I'm thinking of those kids who in diploma exams in, in the past have been, like, you could tell that they need, like, 20 more minutes mm-hmm. if they had just a little bit of time to do some proofreading or whatever they'd be fine mm-hmm. but now giving them that extra like, three hours seems insane although i think it, it makes supervision a challenge or whatever but i think it clears up some of the accommodation space because you don't need to have kids who get extra time in a separate space because they all get extra because they all get the extra time and so i think the administration of the exam actually is easier because mm-hmm. we had our kids were in the gym no for the diplomas they were in classrooms because we had exams running those two days um, and then the accommodations for, like, the kids who need isolation or scribes or whatever were elsewhere. We're all separate, yeah. And um, that makes it a smaller number. Yeah, and I think that, I think on, in those respects, I think it's better, but I don't know that it's going to create better... I don't think it'll turn into better results. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so at all. Because I get, I think by the time they get to that point, they have a certain skill level that they've reached, and having another three hours is not going to significantly improve Oh that. my god, no, having a whole semester sometimes isn't significantly no. improve it, right? Um... Okay, apparently Bubba Gump Shrimp is opening in West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. Dan wants to know how long we think it's going to last. Mm. Is there enough of a... I don't know. The first time I saw one was in Hawaii. 
And I feel like there's enough of a, a tourist population that comes to Edmonton that that would be a big thing for them. And to have it in the mall, not in the food yeah. court, or not, like, outside, I think it's... Because it's apparently where the old Eddie Bauer... It is. Yeah, okay. Which is annoying to me that the Eddie Bauer moved, because I like... When I would go to SM Mall, I would go there, I'd go to the bookstore, and that would be, like, it, and sometimes the movie theater, so I could, like, park in that... Simon's area. Yeah, and just go... And, and then I wouldn't have to, like, travel yeah. any of the rest of the mall, so I was super annoyed when I found out it was moving. Where did it move to? I was just there, I'm I didn't sure. see it. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I just thought it closed. No, it's moved somewhere. Oh. Because I was poking around at Christmas time, and then I just went to Southgate instead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, you're probably right. And especially if it's there by the hotel. Yeah. Too, I think that'll I think that's a, a big, I think that's a big draw. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people have heard of it. I had never heard of it until I went to Hawaii and just, like, saw it. And I'd seen the movie. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's, that's a neat, like, novelty thing. Yeah. That I could see, but I don't know why. It's situated where we are geographically, seafood is your number one thing to do. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a, that's a question. Okay, these are three hockey questions. Oh, yay. One, one's about the other specifically, one's about the All-Star stuff. Okay. And, like, the NHL kind of in general. Got it, got it. Okay. Who is more to blame for the Oilers state? The old boys club or the new boys club? They're the same fucking club, though. But in terms of, like, like strictly general manager, so, like, Kevin Lowe and Mac T and that, or is it, like, Peter Trelli and Steve Tamalini? Whose fault is it? Oh, fuck. I think it's new. More so than old. I don't think that some of... Because Tamalini... Wasn't Tamalini GM, like... When they drafted Taylor Hall? Yeah. 2010? Tambo, yeah. Yeah, so I would say new guys more than the old guys. I'd say it's new guys because I think new guys had perceptions and ideas and they're the lack of support that made it tough for mm-hmm. the new guys and yeah. then ran them out of town. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so, Kid Rock is going to be the entertainment at the All-Star Game. Yeah. And that's highly problematic for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Mostly because he's a... Uh, Maybe a bit of a racist douchebag. I don't know. Slash misogynist. Slash, yeah, there's a whole bunch slash, of slash. Which is really kind of unfortunate, and I'm gonna, cause I'm gonna say this, that he is that, because he opened for Bon Jovi one year, when Bon Jovi played at Commonwealth Stadium, mm-hmm. and we were, like, pleasantly surprised by his show. Really? As, like, an entertain, like, on an, e- just a strictly entertainment value. Level. Yes. I was like, this is a lot different than what I expected, and was decidedly not terrible. It was, yeah, it was a very, yeah, it was a very strange sort of thing. And so it's too bad that he is what he is because he could be quite entertaining. Okay. He does put on a good show. However, he he is what he is. And so. That's the problem. That's the problem. So Dan's question is, Mm -hmm. is there a better artist who might actually do it to choose for the All-Star Game than Kid Rock? About it. Because. (sighs) Even at like the NBA All-Star Game Mm -hmm. where they get big names. The performances suck. Mm-hmm. So why do they bother? The Super Bowl halftime show is a thing. Yes. But the game is designed in halves. And so you have something in the middle and then you have more game. Yeah. That's fine. And the Super Bowl truly is a spectacle because mm-hmm. it's the championship game. Yes, it's not an all-star game. This is an all-star game where you have a whole bunch of fans from all over the place. Where you don't even have all the best players on each team. No. At the game, never it's mind. It's like a... It's a shamble, is what it is, in in all aspects. And even the players don't like anything about it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, what's the family equivalent of this? Is this, like, 
family game night that no one wants to go to or is it like Aunt Jane's coming over this is no your fancy dress no this is like Aunt, no this is like Aunt Jane coming with her new boyfriend boyfriend new and fiance. his six kids <laughs> yes that's what the all-star and everyone is. has to be nice and get along yeah it's just, it's bad. It's all bad. Well, and part of it, I think, and I, so the answer to your question, and then he says, if there isn't a better artist, what does the NHL need to do to expand its appeal outside of Canada? Because this the is the fucking Olympics. <laughs> How easy obviously, is that? Obviously, obviously. Um, because it's interesting, because, like, if, if it was a Canadian league, you could have fucking Great Big C play at yeah. the All-Star Game, and people would be fine They'd with it. They'd be fine. They wouldn't They'd love it, it, maybe, but it would be fine. And people could sing along, give fucking Brian Adams, like, it wouldn't matter. If Shania Twain show up, like no one would yeah. actually care because you'd have that like thing. The Tom Cochran could come and sing fucking Big League, and people would be like, "Cool story." Like no one yeah. would care, but because they're trying to like appeal in this broad sense into. The but States, how is Kid Rock the broad appeal? Like, who is the person that's like, you know what, you know what the people love today? The people love Kid Rock. Let's see if he's a veil. I know. <laughs> I wish I could take. I had to take a picture of your face. We could use that for, <laughs> for our picture today. I know. This is I, why we should transition a video. No, <laughs> you we would should not. And you then his sort of second part to that question is: Does the NHL need to expand, or is it happy being the fourth? The NHL fifth needs to get better at its product now. It's fifth or sixth popularity product still fucking sucks most of the time. Hey, get rid of the offside challenge rule. Hey, get rid of offsides. Hey, like, let's get rid of icing. I saw, I don't know who it was on Twitter, someone was like, instead of getting rid of icing altogether, make it only count that it comes out of the defensive zone all the way down. If it comes from, like, just one side of center, because that's technically what it is, it's half, then it's still icing. So get rid of that. So if the puck is in the neutral zone, when it crosses the center line... From where it starts, it's not icing. I was like, yeah, I would actually speed things up a lot. There's so many. Get rid of offside in general. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Because you know what? These guys can all fucking skate, except for, you know, some of them. Um, And like, but they're never going to be offside anyway, because they can't skate, so it doesn't matter. It's a stupid rule. It is. Because the goalies are good enough now. Yeah. Make the fucking nets bigger. Get rid of the trapezoid. Bar- There's so many things they could do that would make the game flow more and have more. It's scoring. so much. It's so much micromanagement and overmanagement mm-hmm. is what it is. Get rid of that puck clearing the glass penalty. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane to me. I do like. I know that I don't think that you like this, but I do like Wish's idea that the guy is to be in the sin bin for the full two minutes, even if the other team scores. Well, they like, play out the penalty for the full amount of yeah. time. I think is brilliant. Well, they changed it because the teams would score like four or five goals in a. I know, but like yeah, if you, you want broke, more scoring, you broke the rules, if, pal. If you well, it's like rugby. If you're if you're yeah. in the sin bin in rugby, like you are in the sin bin for your two minutes or your yeah. however many minutes it is. Like you are there. Water polo is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're there for X number of minutes, and then you won't have people taking cheap shots, right? Yeah, probably because they know like, hey, if I fuck up, this is really gonna harm my team. Probably. Um, yeah, I don't know, but they do need to work on, and they just, and just, like, listen to your fucking fans once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, get Patrick Kane off my fucking television, yeah. and have P.K. Subban doing all of your NHL commercials, and not Connor McDavid, I'm sorry, I like Connor. He has like, no personality. No, zero. Zero. Like, you remember those Jordan Everly, like, ATB commercials? Yeah. Those were better. They were. And they were real bad. They were awful. They were super bad. Um, but I'm glad of all the others they have, it's him doing them, and not, like... 
a whole bunch of other guys that they could have picked. Because, oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine watching Milan Lucic try to, like, read words? Um, I would pay to watch Yessi Pugliarvi do a commercial for anything. Even if he did it in Finnish. I'd be like, I will like, bank with ATB. Thank you, Yessi. For, like, Pizza 73? <laughs> no, it's Panago. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Oh, or like a dead he could be like this he could be like for a dentist with like his like dazzling smile. That's true. He's just so joyful. There's there's so much that can be changed that doesn't rely on them having goals and no, sorry, having games in China mm-hmm. and games elsewhere. Like your product now sucks. Mm-hmm. It does. Fix it now so that the people like it now are actually happy with it. Yeah, like, and like yeah, and stop alienating parts of your fan base and start yes. stop like, <sighs> and allow us to buy Cinerize for like fifty dollars a year and not have fucking blackout games. Like, yes, ah. you just sounded like Tina from Bob's Burgers. Well, it was supposed <laughs> to be Marge Simpson, so I'm ashamed of myself. No, no, Tina does that though. It's good. that's true. She Perfect. it's more internal yeah. when Tina does it. Yeah. yeah. It's like an internal, external scream. It's great. Yeah. Last question. Are you ready? Hit me with it. I, you're not going to have the same problem that I'm going to have with it. It's from Jess. Yes. It's an FMK from Jess. Okay. Jamie Fraser. Mm-hmm. Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. Ben Solo. And my response to her was like, you monster. Well, you're going to kill Ben Solo first. First things first. Kill Ben Solo. You monster. Yeah. And then I'm going to say, marry James Fraser. Yeah. You know. Steve Trevor. See, I thought about this, too. That was what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. But. Jamie Fraser. I love Jamie Fraser. Like, let's not, let's not pretend here for a minute that I don't. But. feel like. If you're marrying James, Jamie Fraser in his time. Sure. If you're marrying Jamie Fraser in your time. He'd be a catatonic mess. I think you, I think you can't. Yeah, but Steve Trevor's also from a different time. But but Steve Trevor's seen like machine guns and shit, and like vehicles that move. He and, also like, can't handle Diana not in pants. Because of the time, <laughs> like that. Yes, but James, how could but, you bring him here though? But I just I feel like there would be less of an adjustment than like Jamie Fraser having to do that. I still feel like. Even though Steve Trevor has a diverse group of bandits he's with, he would have a hard problem with diversity in nowadays. But I also think so. We've established the rules, but I need to clarify: Do you have, are you are you still having sex with the person that you're marrying? Because I kind of feel like I'd want to fuck Jamie Fraser. <laughs> this is the problem because the people that I ask about this say that you can. But that but it, but devalues yeah. Yeah. the rest of the options. So I think I, I think I'd rather that. So you'd rather be platonic with Steve Trevor? Yeah. Forever. Do you know why? The other, the other reason. I Steve Trevor is willing to sacrifice himself. He might not have a long life. No, no, but because <laughs> he's all like he's willing to recognize when someone else is like capable and whatever and he doesn't have that like necessarily sense right off the bat to like and he never beat diana there, there is that yeah <laughs> um but, but, he, but he also allowed her to like you know flourish rice without right. trying to control her whereas jamie fraser wasn't quite like that again it's That's the time thing 
True. Um, oh, I have more questions from Krista. This is great. Oh. Four. Um, okay. I don't know. That's a hard one. Just I'm not happy with this. But I think Ben Solo has to die. I think. I think. I think probably. I he has to die. Probably. You would not be happy killing Jamie. No. Because Ben Solo, as much as you love Adam Driver, the character of Ben Solo is not as great as the character of Steve Trevor Agreed. or Jamie Fraser. Agreed. Fair. You're welcome. Okay. Dunked on you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, okay, Chris, just have me five questions. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's already 3.30, Megan. <laughs> what is your favorite food to make? Oh. Um... Mm. Pasta Primavera. Okay. I really particularly like making pork roast. I do like making pork roast when, or roasts in general mm-hmm. when I ate meat. There's like, something like you've achieved something mm-hmm. at the end of it, especially if you just like nail it. I also really like making soup. Me too. From scratch is good. Super love making soup. Yeah. Um, who would win in a bar fight and why? Chris Evans or Chris Pine? That's a great question. I don't know, oh. but do I get to watch the bar fight? Is it going to be like the fight? Wait, the are they fighting each they... other? Yes. They're fighting each other. I think so. Let's assume. Is it like the fight in the transporter where they like roll around in oil first? <laughs> I'm just asking like questions that, you know, need answering. Oh my God, Megan, stop reading fan fiction. Uh, no, have you not seen <laughs> the transporter? Yes, but it does not apply in this situation. That is the best scene in that entire movie. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Especially when he comes back for his shirt afterwards. It's so great. Okay, if they're fighting each other, I don't think Pine has a chance. Probably not. Because Pine is not Kirk. No, but I also don't but think they would fight each other. I think they would, like, mock it up and then they'd just, like, sit down and have a beer. I feel like they could have an intellectual conversation to avoid the conflict. Yes. Which and is really Pine masculinity win, in 2018. I think Pine would win that. The? The intellectual. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think so, like, would. in a physical fight, Chris Evans. Evans, for sure. But in, in a battle We of, saw him curl a helicopter in Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's underneath In there. a battle of wits, Chris Pine. <laughs> yes. Um, in your opinion, who would win in a rap battle between us? Oh, between us? You for sure. No. Because I'd just be like, <laughs> You heard me say Stephen Daples today? I did, I did, that's true. And then um, what was the other one? Tam Calvin. Tam Calvin. <laughs> yeah, so maybe me, I don't know. I'm um, not even 30 yet, and I'm pre-Alzheimer's here. This is not great. Um, what is one thing that you can't do or aren't very good at that you'd like to be able to do? Hmm... Speak the English language? <laughs> I always wish that I had more patience for, like, things that require really fine motor skills. Mm. Like sewing or? Yeah, and, like, coloring and, like, Painting stuff like that. Or... I don't have the patience because, like, for me, if I'm trying to, and it doesn't, it's not perfect, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I often have nothing to say in the moment and then think of, and also, like, just standing up for myself and, like, being combative. Mm-hmm. I'm very bad at conflict. Okay. And I wish I was better at that. Because um, I, like, I went to my parents the other night, yesterday, I guess, and my mom had, like, done some, she's, like, an adult coloring book, and she'd, like, yeah. done this beautiful thing. And I was, like, I would have colored it all yellow and been done with just, like, a child, because I don't have the yeah. patience for that kind of detail work. 
See, and I and never have. I remember getting a report card in. It was like grade one or grade two, and it was like, Kelsey has difficulty with three things: sharpening her pencil, <laughs> <laughs> coloring inside the lines, and cutting a straight line. Those are things that I had trouble with too. And to this day, still not good. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like I can't I cut a straight line either. Bye. Like a <laughs> wrapping paper, I have to buy the wrapping paper. There's nothing good on the back. So Even I though I had this disability, I got by. <laughs> I didn't let it bring me down. It's <laughs> my life. I look hated, how much I have. <laughs> I hated coloring, and I still hate it because I don't have the patience. So I wish I could like figure out a yeah. way to have the patience for like fine motor skills, even writing. Like my you own, my own out, penmanship, yeah. I wish was better. I mm-hmm. wish I I had the patience to like write more neatly. Yeah. Um, and then the last question, if you had to pick only one person to drool over, who would it be? To drool over? Yeah. Like, just one. Like, you had one... Just, you can't... One fanboy for the rest of your life. Yeah. Ooh. And I'm not gonna let you pick your husband. That's a really good question. Krista, you're a monster. (sighs) (laughs) This is really tough. Because, it's kind of breaking my brain a little bit. Because what are the parameters around it, right? Because if you're talking about, like, say it's, like, randomly, this isn't who I'd choose, but say it was, like, 2017 Harry Styles. Is that what it is? Like, it's a person just in a person. their peak for one year? Or it's, like, just their person, just that birth person. to death? I think it's just that person. Birth to death. Damn. That's hard. That's very hard. Um, I don't know. Maybe, oh, God. You want to pick someone that you feel won't be a problematic fave. I know, and there's just so many of those now. Yeah, there are so many of those. Oh, the stuff about Aziz. Yeah. I was like, Aziz, don't do this to me. Um. I think. Was that Tina again? Yeah, I think that was more Tina. Yeah, that was like Tina conflict. Uh, I think. I think for me, I think I'm gonna have to say. Right now, Clay Matthews. No, really. No, because no, I just I don't know. He's good at what he does, but he's not the smartest person in the world. Sometimes, okay. Aaron Rodgers is much smarter. Um, I would. Oh fuck, I have no idea. God, I kind of feel like I'm gonna say Chris Pine. I think that's probably it. I got it. Because he's got like go ahead the intellectual like there's all of it right. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like if the celebrity isn't there anymore, yep. where he like kind of fades out of the limelight a bit, he still isn't going to become that problematic fave. Mm-hmm. It's sort of my... That's fair. I think, I don't know. That's a really hard question. Holy shit. Are you ready for my Kate Blanchett? Yes! That's good. I feel like it's safe on a number of levels. Yeah. And yeah. there's just always going to be something there for you to enjoy. Always. Always. It's a really, yeah, that's a good answer. It's a very safe answer. It is a safe answer. Is it my true heart? No. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not. But will I perhaps avoid crushing disappointment? Potentially. Potentially. More, more, more likely than not, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. Fair enough. That's all we got for having literally nothing to talk about. We talked a lot. Um, so we did talk a lot. You can find us on Google Play and iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at Meg14. I'm at Garbage Fire Pond. <laughs> you 
can email us email us at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com and you can go to garbagefirepodcast.com to find our website mm-hmm. which I changed on our Twitter page mm-hmm. um, and we talked the other day Kelsey and I about um, maybe getting a new microphone mm-hmm. and some stuff um, and so again thanks to Tyler for like buying a domain for us that was super cool um, but we're gonna set up a PayPal, I think, is our plan. Yes. We have kind of a target of about 200 bucks. Funds that we feel like could replace this to make it more enjoyable. Yeah. And anything that, if we happen to get that, anything above that, we are gonna donate to a charity somewhere in the Edmonton area. We're mm-hmm. not sure yet. Yes. Where. But we're not, our, we have zero plans to pocket that money for... Us. Us. We did, I mean, we do have some other costs. Like, we bought, you know, some stickers and magnets and stuff and mm-hmm. whatever. So if we can, like, you know, pay ourselves back for those things. Or just buy, or buy more, more and give them to you. Yeah, and give them to you guys. Again, um, we didn't do that last time. We didn't send out those magnets like we said we were going to. And they're at my house. So <laughs> I'll maybe do that over the exam week and all the people that, like, ask for stickers and magnets. We will do it, I promise. So you can go to our website and you can, like, go to the stickers and magnets page and Put your address in, like, the comment. Contact us or whatever. Yeah, and we will send that stuff to you. And, yep. <laughs> and, yep. Um, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in the dumpster.